Hello, Therapy Talks with Taylor is a series dedicated to educating, inspiring, and uplifting others on different topics related to mental health. This series is designed to be transparent, authentic, and provide a safe space to discuss different topics. And I am your host, Taylor Preche, multi-passionate entrepreneur. I am a registered mental health counselor intern in the state of Florida, proud owner of A Change Within, providing therapy services to individuals, couples, and families. I provide mental health workshops to local organizations and programs to educate others about mental health topics. Host of this here series, Therapy Talks with Taylor, on YouTube and different podcast sites. And additionally, I create mental health resources and apparel to create awareness and develop coping skills outside of the session. So come along and join in on today's topic. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Therapy Talks with Taylor. So today's episode, just a little bit of a trigger warning, is about grief and loss. So I'm going to be discussing two personal losses I've had recently this month of March and how I've overcome it, who was my support system, and just little tips and on ways of others who can overcome their own personal loss. So this March, I don't know about anyone else, it has been particularly life-changing. And when I say life-changing, I mean a lot of things have happened in a short burst of time to where what I thought would be my next couple months and my next few steps have really shift the course and that's scary, right? When we have a vision in mind, a plan in mind, we think that our life is going to be this way, right? We're walking the walk, we're setting things up, our path looks good, and then bam, (laughs) out of left field, when we're not looking, life has a way of altering that course. Um, So I'm going to share that I had two personal losses to me. Um, My husband and I, we are working on expanding our family and adding another child. And I was overjoyed with the the option or potential of having a second child um, about six weeks along. And then I lost the pregnancy. And so for that it really was gut-wrenching, right? Because I was excited. It finally happened. I know my my body's changing. We're adapting and growing life. And, you know, I'm pregnant. And out of the blue, it started happening. I started to have a miscarriage. And I knew in my heart that this pregnancy wasn't going to last. I knew that I'm going to lose this pregnancy, even though the nurses on the phone say, oh, it's okay. Some, some of that, those symptoms are normal or it's okay. But I remember the second day throughout this miscarriage that there's no longer a a spirit in me. There's no longer life that I'm holding. And it took me out, you know, still have some of those residual tears, um, it took me out because as a woman, as as a someone who has carried life, I have my own daughter um, who's three now, you know your body well. And you know when, okay, there is life in me. I'm growing, I'm developing. And so 
you feel it and I felt it leave me. And so that was such a hardship to kind of go through, to go through those ups and downs, like, did I do something wrong? Was it something I did, something, you know, an activity or a food or, you know, anything? And it's going through those doubts. And even though everyone says I went to a hospital, went through several doctors and nurses and said nothing you did was wrong. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything wrong. But there is that small voice in my head that I was like, oh, you should have done this. And in in to overcome that, I had to really lean into that ugly voice. It's like, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. It just wasn't meant for me at this time point. And it's hard to accept that, right? It's hard to accept that whatever plan you had in place that you prepared for, you dreamed for, you prayed for, you hoped for, is just not going to be what you intended it to be. And so I took a week of just bawling you know I cried and I really leaned on my support system you know my husband was so amazing throughout the whole process like he really was my rock he really stepped up and really supported me through this and really reassured me that we're okay that he doesn't love me anything less or anything like that it was a disappointment but he was there for me. You know, my mom, you know, really came in because she had similar experience herself and she really helped validate what what I was going through and continue to support me and uplift me and, and make sure it was good. You know, my brother, you know, my sister, you know, my other sisters, like they really rallied around me to help make sure I was good throughout this. And, and of course my daughter seeing her in her, her innocence and her youth and her her joy really helped me through that week. And I was coming out of it, coming out of that really low, sad point. You know, I was kind of disappointed, kind of going through, but I was I was bouncing back. Then a week later, my youngest dog passed away. He died suddenly. He was fine one day. Woke up the next morning, had some random symptoms, but he had them before. And by the time we could get him in the car to go to the vet, he he left. And losing two things back to back. You know, the, I lost the pregnancy, but I was coping. I was strong. I was doing my coping skills like I teach my clients. But to lose my dog, like this is my dog, because we have two dogs, Um we have the older one that that's my husband's dog, and this is my my baby dog, my the dog I chose, that the dog I cared for when he was ten pounds, and now you know he was seventy pounds, and he was just over six years old. So that took me out. That took me out and thrust me into a pit of depression because it was so sudden. I had just overcame and processed this one loss. And then for this out of the blue to knock me out like this, when I say I was on the floor, I was on the floor viscerally crying because I didn't expect it. And it's hard to have two personal losses back to back, right? 
and I'm a therapist. <laughs> so I already have so many life stories I hold because I do this for a living. But in the, that moment after losing my dog, I was like, I have to take care of me. I had to put everything on pause to take care of myself. And so the next day, rescheduled all my clients. And my husband and I had the day my daughter was in school. My mom was going to pick her up after school. So my husband and I could have a full day to process, grieve fully. Because what we don't realize when we're parents, right? That it's hard to process our emotions in the full authenticity when we have a little one who doesn't understand the concept of what's going on fully. Like she undergraps that we don't have a second dog anymore. Shout out to the movie Soul that really helps teach about life and death for little ones. But she's not as in tune with that. And so when we as parents have to do this duality of self that I have to be active parent to my toddler, care for their needs, validate their emotions, make sure they're good, make sure they're fed. But on the other side, personally, I'm checked out. I felt deep in depression. I did not want to eat. I didn't want to participate in life. I didn't want to do. I didn't want people to bother me. I didn't want to call people. I didn't want to hang out. I didn't. And I was angry because it was sunshine the following day for the last following few days after I lost my dog. It is bright blue skies. And it was hard to do those two things at once. Uh, you know, shout out again to my mother for really stepping in and helping out, you know, taking care of my daughter in a sense where I can fully process and grieve. And so that following day, my husband and I really took time for ourselves to be together, lean on each other, support each other emotionally. And I, I love my husband. <laughs> um, I really love my husband. He really showed a vulnerability of self and which he hadn't done before in a way that he showed his emotions. And I show, you know, of course, I always show my emotions, but he showed his emotions and authenticity and his honest emotions, his rawness. And I really think that solidified and propelled us to the next level in our relationship because to be able to be vulnerable together, grieve together in a way that each of us is heard, that our emotions are brought to the table, that we could process and grow really helped. And, you know, that following week, you know, processing now again, this loss of, you know, my dog and it was hard. It was difficult. You know, I'm, I'm no longer in my, you know, depressive state right now and which is good and you know had my therapy session and that was good to talk it out with my therapist so I used humor to cope a little bit with coming out of this depressive spell and I told my therapist you know after everything that you know this is going to be fantastic chapters in the book that 
the books I'm going to write about grieving and healing and being on a healing journey. And she's like, you know what, Taylor, these are going to be fantastic chapters for sure. Because, you know, grief and loss happen, you know, when we are processing it in the moment, it seems like everything is amiss. It doesn't make sense. You know, the emotions I was feeling was hurt, anger, irritation, frustration, despair, hopelessness, you know, a feeling of loss, a feeling of disconnectedness. Um, and, and there can be a lot of emotions. And what helped me to kind of go through it. So, you know, this, that was my experience of grief and loss. And I already detailed my support system, you know, my husband, my mother, my brother, all my sisters, um, my good friends, they really kind of rallied up and say, what you need? Or calling me like, hey, I'm coming over, what's, what's good? Or, hey, you know, I'm just checking in. Like that strong support system is key. So again, when we're going through grief and loss, it's so important to have a support system who can give you unconditional support, whether it's just I'm sitting here on the floor, on the phone with you while you cry it out, or I am bringing you food, or I'm one of my good sisters lives in Indiana, sent me a, a basket of care package just to show her love. Um, those kind of support systems that that's what is critical when you're going through this this time period but on the individual level on the individual level these are some key things to kind of do to kind of go through that that um processing first things first accept it it sucks I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you it sucks to accept the grief and loss in this full raw form but accepting it and acknowledging it is key because then you bring it to the light and give it space to air out, so to speak. You don't shove it in a box and put it away because then it only manifests itself into something greater and larger. So in the exact moment of that grief and loss, lean into it fully. Um, lean into it fully begin to identify the emotions coming up, begin to identify where in your body you're manifesting it. For those two weeks during my losses, I had severe back pain. When I say my back was on fire, it was from the base of my neck down to my um, the end of my spine. It was on fire because that's where I held all my emotions. That's where I held all that grief and loss. And it took several moments, several days of reflection. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this in the moment. This is because of this loss. It's okay to feel this in the moment. This is, we need to release this. And those art of, okay, leaning into the emotion, understanding, accepting, identifying what you're feeling and experiencing, knowing where in your body that emotion is coming up for yourself, and then becomes the art of releasing. And so releasing the emotion looks differently for everybody. For some people, it is, I need to get away into nature. So I'm going to do a long walk. I'm going to do a trail. I'm going to jog. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go on a lake. I'm going to row a boat. I'm going to do a kayak. I'm going to go fishing. Um, but they need to be in touch with the element. 
for others, that is creative expression. So that's art. I painted something during my grief and, and paint really it's painting for me is really an emotional release, regardless of my season of life, but paint, art, clay, drawing, um, that's another way to release. Journaling is a, a good way for those or of you who are writers, you know, taking it out of your brain and putting on paper is key. Um, another way is doing more in tune with your body, doing body scans and seeing again, identifying where the emotion is and kind of starting in that deep self-reflection of your body and breathing techniques and maybe doing yoga or stretching or meditation, you are telling yourself the in the metaphysical sense to release. So as I'm meditating, I'm closing my eyes, I'm sitting up straight, I'm breathing out and I'm telling myself from my newt muscle, from the hair follicles on the top of my head down to my little toenails, I am saying release. And so it's doing that every step of the way as you're doing a scan of your body to release the emotion. And for some people that really does work. And then lastly, when I was talking to my therapist, which was a good suggestion she provided me was asking your body after you've gone through that, after you've gone through your releasing activity, whatever it is, whether it's a nature, creative or journaling, you ask your body, what do you need in the moment? Because we're, we're good at accepting and acknowledging and releasing it, but what do you need in this moment? And, and asking yourself and being in tune with yourself and being in tune to your emotions to say, I need a friend. So, you know, one of my sis, I'm like, yo, I need to be with people right now. And so we went to the mall, we went shopping, we did that, you know. And so it's asking yourself and asking your body in the moment, what do you need? I need some food. I need comfort food. I need tacos. Tacos is my comfort level. <laughs> that's my one of my love languages, tacos. Um, so that's what I need. Um, but it's asking your body, what do you need in this moment? Once you've completed that arc of accepting, acknowledging, identifying the emotions, identifying where it is in the body, doing your coping mechanism to release the emotion and release the heaviness, and then asking your body, what does it need? So doing that whole method can really help get you through the cycle of grief. Now, for some people, it lasts a lot longer and that's okay because everyone's differently. You know, some can bounce back after a day or two and they are able to do their coping skills religiously or, you know, on a daily basis and they can go through and, and they're good. Other people take a minute. Other people take, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months, and then now they're fully have healed from it. And so, so those are some suggestions and, and and being mindful of everyone is different and it's going to take a little bit of trial error to figure out what is that set of coping skills that you use your go-to that you can use in this situation of grief and loss. So that's a little bit about, you know, grief and loss, my personal account, how I've overcome it, how, you know, man should move forward and know that it's okay not to be okay. Um, I'm a firm believer of like being honest with how you're feeling in the moment and don't pretend, don't pretend that 
it's good that you're fine, you're okay, because you'd be like, yeah, I'm not okay, but I'm here. You know, that that's, was a big lesson for me these last couple of weeks is that, you know, I'm not really okay, but I'm working on it. I'm working on myself, I'm honoring myself, and I'm honoring the emotions in trusting the process. So as I tell my clients, the process you know, when I speak of the process of life is it is not always linear. It's not always pretty. It's not always easy to digest. There's going to be some uncomfortable moments, but knowing that these uncomfortable moments help motivate and mold and propel you for the next level. And I'm always a firm believer, you know, this final note that you're, you're never given anything you truly cannot handle. Um, it's going to be hard and rough and difficult to process and grasp in the, in the exact moment in time, but there is always a way out of it. And as I you know, was talking to people post my losses and my grieving stages, I equated to right now I'm in a raining storm. There's a raining cloud over my head. However, there's always an edge to the cloud, meaning that it doesn't rain forever. This cloud doesn't produce forever water. It will run out of water and the edge of the cloud will end. And in that ending of the rainstorm, then the clouds edge pass over, you're met with blue skies. So right now, the moment of time, I may be going through a rainy day, but you know, rainy days do end. There are breaks in the clouds. There are endings of this one particular cloud with water of rain. And that gives me hope. And that hope helps people get through that grief and loss. So I hope you took away some things from today's episode on grief and loss and maybe learn a little bit on ways you can cope and ways you can heal and know that you are not alone, that your favorite therapist, myself, is going through your trenches as well, that we are human. We do experience loss. We do cry. We do need to take time off and knowing that it's okay to take time for yourself to say, I need a day or two to heal, to be in a, in a way that I honor myself. So Thank you for tuning in today on this episode of Therapy Talks with Taylor. Hope to catch you on the next one.